Thank you for joining us for this episode. The Inner Conversation is brought to you by the Living Word of Christ Ministries. Our mission is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. For more information, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can watch service live at 10.30 a.m. every Sunday. Or if you miss service, you can catch what you missed on our YouTube channel. We hope you enjoy. I don't know, you're superhuman or something like that because of fact, um, I talk in front of people all the time, but still it's when it's like my turn to really talk, the, the focus is on me, it's like, ah. so anyway, but that's not about me today, it's about what the Lord wants to say. So thankfully, I can turn the reins over to him and I just be the little puppet for the most part to share what he has for us this morning. So as we, um, before we get started, I'm going to pray. Father God, I just praise you for this day. I thank you for every woman that's here in person and every woman that is watching on on our live feed, Father God. May you touch their lives, Father, so that they can continue to explore and deepen their relationship with you as they let go of the things that have held them and they cast those cares on you so you can have your way in their life and many others' lives around them. We just want to give you the glory in advance, Father God, for having your way. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So the conference title was Cast Your Cares. And to me, in order to cast, you're letting go. <clears throat> I don't know about the rest of you, but do you ever feel like you're stuck? Like, I'm stuck here. I don't know how to get out beyond this. I'm just stuck. And um, I know that in certain areas of my life, there's been some unstuckness, if you want to use it as a word. We become unstuck, but yet we're not done. We're still here on earth. So I'm sure the Lord says, there's more to do. I'm like, thanks. I'm so excited for the more that he does that he wants to show to us to let us know what we are holding on to that we want to cast to him. We want to let go. So here's an analogy to think about casting. So how many of you have gone fishing before? Used a fishing pole. Okay, so in order for the hook to go out into the water or whatever you're using to catch the fish, you hold on to it and then you cast and you have to let go in order for it to go flying out there and hopefully you get a good mark, right? So as we're talking today and you're thinking about yourself and your life and what you're holding on to, that you want to let go, you want to cast it out there so that what's coming off, the burden's off of us and the Lord can take it because he can manage, he can handle all that. He didn't make us where we can handle those things. So um, I'm going to be throughout different parts of the Bible because the fact that I'm going to talk about what are some of the things that we hold on to because we're afraid of letting go. And one of the things we, sometimes what I've noticed is the reason we're afraid of letting go is because we're kind of comfortable with it. It's like it's become like our little pet. You know, and, oh, if I let go of this, what's going to look like? What's my life going to be like if I let go of these things? And so he's like, you know, I was, <clears throat> several months ago when my husband was going to have surgery, or he was in surgery, and I had to sit there in the room, and I felt like there's nothing I could do besides pray for him. And I'm thinking, what am I holding on to? And the Lord goes, there's a lot of things that you've held on to, but there's a lot of things you've let go. There's more to let go. But let's focus on where you've experienced the opportunity to let go because you've allowed me to come in and work in your heart. That's the biggest part. If we want to let go of these things, we have to be willing to go, okay, uh, okay, okay, God, come and have your way. It's like opening the doors to our heart to allow him to come in. So um, I'm going to start out with talking about we hold on to our fears. How many of you here hold on to fears? right? Because we're thinking that's 
what our, happens in our brains. We hold on to fears. But God says in First um, Peter 5, 7, it says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. We hold on to those fears. We hold on to those anxieties. And many times we think, well, if we're, if we're managing it, we're, we're holding on to it, we're trying to manage those anxieties, and we're doing something about it. Really? When's the last time have you hold on to an anxiety? And I'm, I'm, I'm talking from experience because I had a daughter who just got married um, a week ago. And there's all these things that, and thoughts that were going through my mind. I mean, I wouldn't even sleep in at night because I'm like, oh, I got to have to do this, I got to do that. And I'm all anxious, but none of it added to anything. I mean, I didn't add one ounce of value to me not sleeping by having all this stuff run through my mind. How many of us hold on to those thoughts and feelings and fears in our mind and try to run through them over and over and over and over again, and all we're losing is sleep, rest, peace? So it, causes, it takes a step of faith to let go of those fears. That's hard. I'm not, what I'm talking about is not like, oh, this is so simple, you just do what I'm saying. No, it's like searching, Lord, you have to help me with this. I'm nervous. I'm scared even to let go, but he's with us. So it's taking that step of faith as we're casting and letting go so he can come in and we can have that peace that he brings. In Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace which surpasses all comprehension, understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ. So I found myself in the middle of the night when I was going through all these things in my brain, because there was a lot of things that took place in my, my life, my children's lives, etc., that had a lot in my brain. My husband had just had surgery the first part of November, and then he got Bell's palsy, and then my daughter's father, he ended up in the hospital, and then he ended up passing away from COVID, and they're, they're all their heart, heartache, and me watching them and feeling like I'm helpless. But I could cast that at the Lord's, at his feet. I could place those anxieties and burdens on him. And one thing that would keep me trying to go back to sleep is like I would just start thinking, I'm letting go of this, Lord. I'm just giving it to you. I don't know what to do with it, but I need your peace. Because then it helps settle me, so then I would go, actually go back to sleep, thank God. So that's an area we want to talk about, fears and anxieties. Another is hurts. How many people here... Facebook and in person, have be hurt by somebody. I mean, we all have. I'm sure if we all pulled out our little list and tried to compare notes, it's like, well, you don't know who hurt me, and you don't know who hurt me, and you know how bad I've been hurt by that person and all this kind of stuff. So we've all been there. We all share that. It continues to happen. We're, we're all people. We're all sinners saved by grace, right? And we live in a fallen world. So for us to think that we're going to go through life in this bubble where no one can say anything that might hurt our feelings or whatever the case may be, or broken and bruised, or we're hurt because of the fact that we have a loss in our life, or our health is not where it was, I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on of all, all hurts. But he has healing for us. The Lord wants to heal us. In Psalms 34, verse 17 he says, the righteous cry and the Lord hears and delivers them out of their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants. 
And again, in Psalm 147.30, he says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. But we first have to lay it at his feet. Because many times we hold on to those hurts as we're victims. And because I'm a victim, I have every right to feel this way and act this way. And because of my victim mindset, and we're victorious through Christ. So cast those cares. Let go of those hurts. Does it take time? Do those hurts come back? Does the enemy come back in and go, remember when that person did that to you? And look at it's happening again. And, you know, we all have those, that little voice that comes along and just pokes at us, right? But remember, we were healed because of what Christ did on the cross. It's already taking place. He's already done it. We just have to take that victory for ourselves and proclaim it. Not this thing is make it go away right away, but at least it's causing our heart and our mind to be at peace. Because all those things cause anxiety, right? I know, here's one that I know no one here deals with, but couldn't be. Anger or unforgiveness. I mean, just driving down the road as you're trying to go someplace, past couple of weeks when I've been trying to come to church, it's like, really? Does anyone not want to go anywhere? Come on, people, drive. Or every single stoplight works. You find that out that day. Every single stoplight is now functioning on the road as you go anywhere you're going, right? But that's not just it. There's other angers. People might say something to us that causes anger. Some, somebody might have done some, something to us, and then it causes us to hold on to unforgiveness. As we all know, and if you don't know, recognize that unforgiveness only hurts us. So let go. I know, easier said than done. It's funny, my dreams lately have been of past things that have happened, but it doesn't, it's not a past, like I'm watching it happen again, but some of those things that have happened that are in my heart, I think the Lord is allowing me to have dreams about that, so that way he can show me the areas I might have unforgiveness. Uh, such a fun journey that the Lord takes us on, but it's good. Because this morning I was thinking about, I'm glad he's showing me this. Because if he didn't show me these things, he wouldn't show me, I wouldn't recognize where I've come from and also what I need to let go of. We have never arrived until we take our last breath and are standing before him. So it's a daily process. It might be a moment-by-moment -moment process. It just depends where you're at. So if you're holding on to anger or unforgiveness toward someone, I encourage you, let go. And in Ephesians 4... Uh, verses 31 and 32, it says in God's word, because you know what? We may have all these things, but it's God's word that gives us the, the what we can use to battle what we're dealing with. His word is what gives us the strength to overcome those obstacles we have. So if we don't know how to deal with it, the word of God has our answers. It says, let all bitterness and wrath, and anger, and clamor, and slander be put away from you also, along with malice. What does it tell us to do? Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. Easier said than done, right? 
Because I don't know about any of you, but sometimes just that person that you live with all the time, say your spouse, your family members, they, the way they kind of poke at you sometimes, and they're not doing it intentionally. They, don't even, they might not even know that they're doing it. Still, it's like, okay, they're human, and God's working in their lives as well. So who am I to sit there and hold unforgiveness towards them? And a lot of times they have to walk away and go someplace to a different place and have a moment to re focus and put my eyes back on Christ because he is the one that keeps me at peace. Okay. Ladies, we don't like to be in control, right? <laughs> I'm lying. I know all of us deal with con wanting to control how situations are taking place. I mean, am I the only one? Please let me know I'm not on an island by myself. <laughs> so we have, we want to hold to have a certain, pardon? <laughs> I'm all by myself on this control thing. I don't think so. Because <laughs> even if you get a group of ladies together, it's like having them see, work together is a, a miracle, especially because of the fact we all run our households and so forth. So that shows that God's in control and he's working in our lives. So when it comes to control and Isaiah 46.10, here's our remedy, or at least a way for us to reconsider our thoughts and ideas. It says, cease striving and know I am God. Galatians 5.1 says, it is for our freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. When we're trying to be in control, we're taking on some bondage of slavery to sin. So ladies, no matter how difficult it may be, this is something my mom showed me to do. I'm going to try to find something that's not going to break if I drop it. So when I was a young girl, and even as I got to be a, a young woman, I'd be talking to her about things that are happening. And like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And she goes, you know what? You have to let go of the control and give it to God. I said, that's hard. It's way too hard. So what she did is she took a, new, a little piece of paper, I think it was a Kleenex or something like that, or, or paper towel, I can't quite remember. She took it, and she wadded it up, and she gave it to me. She goes, now let it go. She goes, did you put any thought? Did you put any feelings into letting go that piece of paper? No, I just did it. Many times he's saying to us, let go of these things. Cease striving, cease doing these things. He's not asking, how do you feel about it? He didn't ask us our emotional opinion or our thoughts and so forth. He didn't say, so tell me, how do you feel about letting things go? <laughs> um, he doesn't care. He, not he does, but he doesn't, it's not going to change his, what his word says for us to do. So if next time you're holding on to something as far as you're trying to be in control of it, if you have to, grab a piece of paper. Grab something and say, Lord, I'm letting go. If you want to take, again, the, the um, fishing rod, and cast it. Do so. Whatever is going to help you achieve this. Because if we recognize that we want to stand firm in him and let him have control. So if we're firm in him and he takes control, are we going to be moved around? Are we going to be shaken? No. He keeps on moving forward. Okay, this one's a great one, right? I know that I deal with this continually. This will be probably the forever in my life. Pride. 
because the fact that if someone like, for example, I was at my my job yesterday doing some work in the office, and my husband goes, "Well, did you do this or this or this or this?" I'm like, "Well, no," but I did it right, and I was like trying to say I did things right, you know, because I didn't want to be shown as wrong. And he goes, "But you never checked it out." And it took really, it took a lot for me to say, you know what, you're right, I didn't do that. It took a lot in my pride not to admit that I had not done my part to know how to do something correctly. Not that the stuff I, it was like I was trying to cast it on someone else, well, they never, <clears throat> they never caught this, you know, so it's their fault that they're, after 70 some odd weeks of me doing this thing over and over and over again, that they're just now calling it to my attention. It's like, well, did you, oh. And it made me feel like this, but it's like, you know, I'm, I'd rather recognize that, you know what, I am, I am not infallible. I do make mistakes. It's okay for me to cast my pride aside. In James, we all love the book of James because in James, he brings us to our attention. Correct, ladies? <clears throat> he says in James 4, 6 and 7, Oh, six through ten. But he gives great, a greater grace. Therefore, it is said, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit, therefore, to God and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Toward the end, it says, humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. So many times we might feel puffed up like I know something, and I deal with this. I don't know about you, but I deal with this a lot, and it bugs me. It makes me mad that I even act this way. It makes me angry with myself. But it's okay. He reminds me. He's quick to remind me. Alana, where are you? Alana, where are you? Alana, stop. So then I stop, and then I change my focus. It's like, Lord, forgive me, and then I keep on moving forward. Thankfully, I'm not, I don't get so stuck in it that later on is like all these other things start to build up, like anger, unforgiveness, now I'm hurt, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the list goes on and on. Right, ladies? So when the Lord is working in our lives, many times he says there's something new he wants to do in us. So we, but we're like, we're stubborn, and we're like, no, I don't want to let go of past ideas. There was something that the Lord said was going to happen before. It's not happening now. He's changing the focus and the direction, and we're holding on the past ideas of how we thought things should be. I know in my Christian walk, when I started out as a little girl, there was a certain way that I thought church was supposed to be, right? And as I've moved forward and the Lord has brought me to places to learn what he wants us to have in this, I'm just using an example, I'm having to let go of those past ideas, because how else can he come in and transform my mind and renew my you know renew me have a new transformation i have to let go of what i've known of the past so that way he can come and do something new in philippians 3:13 he says paul says how he moves forward by forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead we press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of god in jesus christ Colossians 3.2 says, set your minds on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. Many times we focus on what we've had or what we, thought we don't want to let go of because we're afraid we don't know what it looks like. And then how many of us want to know, so God, you're going to do a new thing in me, right? You're saying you're going to do something new. And we want to know, well, tell me, what is it going to be? He's like, no, you don't need to know. But then we get stuck in this thing of we have to let go of the need to know 
and be open for something new. Think about it. When you were young as a child, I mean young child, and someone says, we're going to go on this new adventure, would you get excited? I mean, I know I did. Like, we're going to go do something new. And we'd be excited. It's like, okay, let's go. But now as an adult, or as we're matured and we're older than we were when we were younger, haha. Um, when God goes, I'm going to do something new, it's like, oh, what? Wait, no, no. Not quite what I had in mind. This doesn't quite look like the way I want it to look like. You know, I, I put my heels down. I don't want to move forward. But we, he wants us to. God says in Isaiah, the other one was Psalms. I'm sorry, ladies. <laughs> I get excited. and I knew they were both 46.10. But he says, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things which have not been done, God says, my plan will be established. I will accomplish all my good pleasure. As we let go and we cast it aside and that we allow him to keep on moving us forward. Proverbs 4, 25, and 7, 25 through 7 says, Let your eyes look directly ahead. Let your gaze be fixed on what in front of you and watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. Do not turn from the right or the left. Keep our eyes focused on him. We're going into a new adventure, ladies. But in order for us to get there, we have to let go of what has been. Let him allow him to come in, allow him as we cast these things aside, and allow him to move in our hearts, let the Holy Spirit transform us. Then we have this new freedom and joy, and people are like, there's something different. And it's, yes, it's all, I've allowed the Lord, I've let go of what I've held on to, so that the Lord can come in and do his thing in me, and have a freedom that I've never experienced before. That's exciting. There's more to come. So ladies, as you hold on, you've held on to these things, it's okay. I'm not, trust me, we all have been there. We're all probably still in different parts of this. But as the Lord comes in, we can cast our cares on him because he cares for us. Let go and let God lead. And as we do that, imagine what lies ahead for us. Thank you. And here's Esmeralda, our woman's pastor, who's going to share more. Amen. Good word. It's awesome how um, there's so many different perspectives. That's why the word of God is just never dull, you know? So casting our cares upon him, you know? And, and the thing about this, why it's so important, I don't know why, but usually during the holiday season, there's so much depression, so much anxiety, so much worry, um, just all these different things that come. And, but at the same time, ever since the pandemic hit, like, that's all we see, right? It hasn't gotten better. But it's when we cast our cares, it's those things that concern us upon him, upon Christ, upon God. I want to read one verse real quick in Psalms 94, verse 19. And it says, in the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comforts delight my soul. So he's talking about all the anxieties, all his anxious thoughts, all those things that are within my heart, within my mind, the kind of thoughts that give no peace. And anybody who's dealt with anxious thoughts know what I'm saying. <laughs> These are the thoughts that convince us and persuade us 
that everything is impossible. The kinds of thoughts that make us believe in all the worst scenarios, all the worst case scenarios. We start to create scenarios in our mind before they even happen. Because we think that God isn't there. That's what anxious thoughts make us believe. God is not there. So I was listening to the radio the other day, and they were talking about anxiety. And this lady was talking about anxiety is rude. <laughs> She's like, it's this voice inside of me that talks over wisdom, that talks over faith. It's screaming. Have you ever been in a room full of people and everybody's trying to talk? And there's always that one louder person because they want to be heard, right? So then what does everybody else do? Just let them talk. There's no point in me talking because they're just going to take over the conversation anyway. That's anxiety. That's anxious thoughts. It gets so loud in our mind that we don't listen. We can't hear the other voices. It drowns out the voice of faith. It drowns out God's wisdom. It drowns out God's truth. And we feel that many times. These are especially at the moments where it gets hard to cast our cares upon the Lord. It gets hard because if anxiety or anxious thoughts is being louder than our faith, then we don't really believe that God cares about us personally. It's hard to believe it. It's hard to cast my cares upon the Lord. I'm not going to him with my anxious thoughts. I'm not going to him and giving them to him. I'm not. I'm sitting there thinking about all my thoughts. And then my thoughts create more thoughts. And God's trying to get through one when I'm already on the next. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So instead of allowing God to help us and comfort us through the hard moments, we can't find joy. We don't find joy in serving God because we have a hard time believing. I, in the past few days, or no, in the past couple weeks, man, it's gotten rough. It's gotten so hard. These lies are coming in and they're trying to make me feel like God doesn't believe or God doesn't see me. It's making me feel like I'm not heard. And as I'm thinking about this, I'm saying, Lord, who am I going to believe? See, believing God and casting our cares upon him, it's not something that we know to do. It's something we choose to do, okay? Every single day I get up, I'm going to choose to serve God or I'm going to choose to do my flesh every single day. So in these moments when our anxious thoughts and our situations are getting the best of us, it's because we're not believing. We're not we can know whether we believe him or not in our situation is if we feel the peace and we feel safe. Okay, so you got hit with a hard situation. You're living in a hard situation. There's trials going on in your life. There's pain going on in your life. 
There's anxious thoughts going on in your mind. Do you feel safe? Do you feel joy? If not, who's winning? Who's winning? Because when we put our cares upon him, he gives us the joy. He gives us the peace. He comforts us because we're allowing him to comfort us. See, it's like when a little baby, they get hurt and they don't really get hurt, but they're hurt, right? In their little mind. And you go as a parent and you kiss their little boo-boo. You put a little band-aid on there. They run off like, oh, nothing ever happened, right? Because they trust the parent. They trust that the parent cares and is making it better, right? Do we trust our father? Do we trust that he cares for our boo-boos? Do we believe him? Do we look at him with complete trust and say, God, I know you care about my heart. I know you care about what happens to me. Because I've questioned God. Lord, you don't feel my pain. And he told me this. He said, okay, because my wrist was hurting at that time. He says, do you feel the pain in your wrist? Yeah. When it's really painful, does it go through your body? Can your mental state and your heart feel it? Uh, yeah. I feel it through my body. He says, because you are attached to me, I feel your pain. And that really blew my mind. Because I can't deny that part. If you have ever felt that kind of pain in your body, your whole body feels it. And I couldn't deny it at that moment. As a matter of fact, it broke me. Because I said, God, if I am attached to you, which I believe, because if I abide in you, you abide in me. Then I have to believe that you truly do feel my pain. And you're going to do what is required. I have to brace my hand. I have to do whatever it takes so that I don't keep feeling this pain. That's what the Lord will do for you in your pain, in your struggles. We will win. He will get us through our situation. Okay? He's going to get us through it with our best interest at heart. If we've ever had parents that discipline us, we don't ever agree with their discipline, right? Even if at the end of it, we realize it was the best decision, we still are be like, nah, I could have done it like this and you should have done it like that. But the truth of the matter is look at the outcome. The outcome was for your benefit. So God's going to get us through every situation we ever experience and we ever go through with our best interest at heart. He created us. You don't create something if you don't care for it. You create something and you care for it. If we have had hard time believing that he cares, then we're going to carry our problems everywhere. You ever hear that saying, they carry their heart on their sleeve? If we don't believe God truly cares for me, okay, let's make this personal. It's easy to believe God cares for you, God cares for you, God cares for you. But do you know God cares for you personally? 
Why is it easier to believe God for others? But you don't have that same belief when it comes to yourself. Why? Because we're the ones experiencing the pain. We're the ones experiencing it. As if they're not experiencing their own. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do we make any sense? We never make sense. I know that you're going to get through this. I know you're going to be all right. We have no problem encouraging others in their depressions, in their anxieties, in their worries, in their fears, in their loss. When somebody loses somebody, man, you know what? Like your heart hurts for them. But I know you're going to be okay because, you know, I know. But when you lose somebody, do you believe that same thing? When you're struggling, do you believe the same thing? Do we believe that God cares for us? If not, we're going to carry our anxieties. That means every concern of our heart. We're going to carry it everywhere. A lot of the times we don't think he cares because he doesn't move or change things in our time. He doesn't change the situation or he doesn't move fast enough. Been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't care for me because blah, 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 blah. And you move for others and you don't move for me. It takes me to the scripture. Habakkuk. How much longer, oh Lord? <laughs> Terry, it'll come to pass. Don't, or, you know, he has the answer. And then all I have to do is shut up and humble myself. <laughs> All right, I have a choice to make at that moment. He doesn't move when we want him to. But there is comfort in his word. There is comfort if we choose to believe. In Psalms 34, verse 17 through 19, it's funny, we're on the same page. It says, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him, delivers him out of them all. That's a beautiful scripture. That's such a beautiful scripture because he's talking to him about if we learn to go to him with the cries of our heart, okay? We have a cry in our heart. It doesn't mean, okay, Lord, well, this is my situation, and then the next day we expect it all to be changed. That's not what it means. It's talking about come to him. Every single time you're feeling those anxious thoughts, every time you want to believe the lie, Go to him with the cry of your heart. Keep bringing it to him. He listens. He's bigger and more powerful than your situation. We have to believe that. If we believe God conquered sin, and if we believe God conquered death, what we're dealing with, is he not more powerful than that? Is he not more powerful? He is. See, when he was about to go to the cross, the people didn't believe in his death, that it was powerful. But now, 
years later, we understand that was the most powerful thing of all. Sometimes our situations feel like it's a devastation. Sometimes our situations feel like it's the end. It's only your beginning. It is only your beginning. Make it, let it be a stepping stone. And let it not be the, the rock that falls on you. See, this is the power God gives us if we believe him. We can't be the people who believe God, you know, only when it's convenient. He, we need to understand he wants to deliver us. He wants to help us. He wants to defend us. He feels us in our situations of distress and anguish. He really does see it. He sees our afflictions. He sees our troubles. He sees our failures. He sees our miseries. He sees all that. And God will come to our rescue because he is close to those that are brokenhearted. He wants to heal us. He wants to rescue us. Have you ever felt so broken? You feel like your heart is in pieces. You feel like it's shattered. And you think you're beyond repair. Have you ever felt that? That you're damaged goods? Like nothing's going to fix me? See, he sees what nobody else sees. He sees those areas where we think we're beyond repair. But you're not beyond repair. God is able to put your pieces back together one by one. He is the great physician of our heart. He is the great healer of our souls. He's done it for me over and over and over. Every time I've gone, gone to him with my cries, he has healed me. He has put me back together. Even in those times where I'm doubting, even in those times where I feel like my situation is more than I can bear. I'm here. I'm here today. So I want to go to Isaiah 43, verse 16 and 19. God just keeps want to, wanting to encourage us today. And it says, Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and the horse, the army and the power, they shall lie down together, they shall not rise, they are extinguished, they are quenched like a wick. This is the power of God. He's telling us to believe, believe him that he makes a path through those strong and powerful distresses in our life. He's going to do it just like he did for Israel. He made a way for Israel through the sea where there was no way he made a way, even though the enemy was on their tail. Guess what? God got rid of the problem. God got rid of it. God dealt with it. Will he not do the same for us? Spiritually speaking, physically speaking, have we made God too small? Have we made him small that we think he doesn't see me and you? That we can't see that he can still make a way for us today? 
We must trust his ways. They are not our ways. They are not our ways. Verse 18 and 19, it says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So he's saying, don't look back. Don't look back to what was. Don't look back to all the things that held you back in the past. Don't look back. Let it go. Like she was talking about. Let those things go. God wants to do a new thing within you and me. If we choose to believe that he is a good God, if we choose to believe that he is here for us, then we need to be able to believe that he wants to do a new thing. He wants to give us a new spirit within us, a spirit of courage, a spirit of faith, a spirit of love, a spirit that's able to rise above the mess. Rise above it, just like the eagles where they have to go above the storm. God gives us the ability to go above the storm without it taking us out, without it taking us down. As a matter of fact, just like the enemy of Israel, God dealt with it. God's going to deal with our enemies. Whatever that enemy is trying to come after your very soul, God has the power to get rid of it. But it needs your faith. It requires your faith. See, Israel, though they doubted, they had to take the step of faith. They could have stood on the other side. They could have just seen everybody go on through and be like, ah, I ain't going with them. They would have been dead along with the chariots. If you don't move, you're going to die out. You're going to die out. He wants to make a path for you in your wilderness. Israel was in the wilderness for a long time. And they died out, the ones that didn't believe. But God, if you choose to believe, if you choose to trust him, if you choose to believe that he cares for you, that he's going to lead you out of that wilderness. He's going to bring flowing waters into your barren places. You have any fruitless places in your heart? God wants to bring flowing waters to that. He has the living water. We will never thirst again. We will never thirst again. God wants to give us these things. Now, we can't be fooled, okay? Christianity doesn't mean that we're exempt from pain. Christianity doesn't mean that we're exempt from experiencing hard things, but it does mean we have a choice. We have a choice on experiencing God's love. We have a choice on experiencing God's comfort, God's joy, God's peace, God's help, having inner peace and not anxieties, not anxious thoughts. We all experience anxious thoughts, but every single one of us has a choice. We have a choice. And if we still need encouragement, I want to finish off with Revelations chapter 21, verse 4 and 5. 
and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I will make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. These are the very things that we have to look forward to. We might have tears here on earth, but one day God is going to wipe away every tear. You might have pain now, but one day we will not have to struggle with that anymore. There won't be a struggle of losing um, relationships. There won't be a struggle of physical pain, spiritual pain, emotional pain. We look forward to the day when that will be done and gone. There is a hope to look forward to at the end of this. There is a light at the end of our tunnel. But what God wants you to know today is that he loves you. He cares for you personally. He wants you to know that when you hurt, he hurts. But he also wants you to know that he's going to get you through it. If we trust him, if we have faith in him, it doesn't mean we're exempt. It doesn't mean it might change overnight. But it does mean that he's not going to allow it to take your life. He's not going to allow it to take you out. As a matter of fact, he's going to turn it and use it for your good and for his glory. Amen. All right, guys, so that'll be it for this episode. We honestly just want to thank everybody for your support. If you or someone you know is looking for a church, our doors are still open. And you can watch on Facebook Live, Instagram Live, weekly on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. You can watch any service, including the Women's Conference, on our YouTube channel, The Living Word of Christ Ministries. For directions, we are located at 1107 Alta Vista Drive, Biggersfoot, California, 93305. We'll see you on the next episode, and God bless you.